Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. Oh, welcome to this week's show. We're going to review the big win over the Magpies and then we're going to talk about the big game coming up against Cats this week. Uh, don't forget to join us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. How are you going, Dan and Wayne? Very good, thanks. It's going well. Yeah, not bad, not bad. What a great week to do a podcast for if you're an Eagles fan, eh? Yeah, well, before we get into the footy, a bit of sad news. One of my favourite players and a cult hero down at a club, Francis Watson's out for 12 months with an ACL on and I'm gutted. Yeah, you don't like to see that happen to any player, let alone from our own club. You know, yeah. sadly, it could, you know, it could, uh, with the way the lists are heading next year, it could be, could might not be very good for him. Nah, well, and um, it came up on the radio a couple of days ago that they said somebody had done a knee and it was a young player, they didn't say who. On Instagram, five, day go, five days ago, he put on there, and I'm far- paraphrasing this, uh, no matter what happens from here, within and I've made my community proud and I've had my chin up chest out with a big smile mm. and not for a moment did I think he'd done an injury it's always painful kind of what Wayne said when it's a fringe player it can be the end of your career and it sadly might be the end of his career now which is just it's real horrible to see you don't like to see players go out like that well I hope not I hope they put him back onto the rookie list and leave him there because they can put him back on and let's let yeah, we won't know until the end of the season, so we'll see how many we can have on a list. But he could go onto a long-term injury list too, which I think they can keep a... They can then bring someone else into the list yeah. and he can still stay on the list. I guess it's all going to come down to, like we said in the last podcast, what the list sizes will be and soft caps and well, salary caps, whatever. I wanted to bring something up. I'll keep it quick and brief. But, you know, they always talk about the... <laughs> I'll try, wait, I'll try. But they always talk about the seconds competition. You know, they want to yeah. make it every yeah. time. If they cut the lists, and just this is a perfect chance to bring it up because we're talking about Watson might not make if they're cutting lists. How are they going to have a seconds competition yes. yeah. when you've got that not barely any players left? There's, there's teams that are decimated and lose 10 players in a season. No, but that's, You couldn't field a team at all. No, so that's where you, you'll have... Where they want to get to in three years, they want to have 35 on your main list and then you'd have 15 on a supplementary list. Those 15 would play on your reserve side, but you'd you only call on them if needed. Yeah, but see, the thing is, and it, it's horrible to see it, 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 it happens, I reckon, happens to your club about once every five years where you will get eight, ten injured players on mm. that list. Yeah, well, so then if, you're only going to have three AFL-listed players then in that entire team. Well, it depends on how they, you know, they might reduce... Interchange players, the, the amount, they might reduce rotations. They're going to be changing a lot of things. They fool around with the, the game. You know, at the end of the day, whatever they change it to, coaches are going to work their way around it regardless. Yeah, oh, look, without, we're going to move on quickly, but <clears throat> it's interesting, though, the, the West Australian Fo- Football Commission today announced, or was in this morning's paper, that you know, they're cutting 40 staff from there, from the commission. It's going to be interesting how the waffle works out after this year for next year it's going to be very it's just going to become a feeder comp yeah simple as that um, but who knows uh, useless trivia that was the highest score of any side this season in this competition 18-3 um, so it was pretty good it was pretty accurate you well, know well, I think Dan I mean you, most, you and me both spoke the other day on the on the post that 
can't remember the last time we kicked that well. Yeah, no. and it was amazing too. If you chuck Collingwood in, there was a stage where their set shots were five in a row as well. Mm. So when you combine both teams, mm. i never seen the stat if it is the most accurate game of football in a long time, but it's yeah. got to be close. And JK's seven goal was the highest return of any single <laughs> footballer this year, and he's basically just silencing the critics every week. But didn't we call it? Is it been three, four weeks in a row where we've said he's actually there about? He's yeah. actually having these shots on goal. Yeah. They're just a little bit inaccurate. Yeah. Some aren't, or he's electing to pass, or it's just been touched before the mark. And but si- we've said he could be having eight goals if he yeah. converts. And Simo said he wasn't there to kick seven goals, but we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, if he kicked accurate, he'd be six goals in front of the goalkeeper. Easily. Um, we got question time. We've got a few. We're not going to go through all the questions because we won't have time. Uh, Lyle Flynn uh, is a big-time follower on Eagle Nation on Facebook. Will Lewis Jetta play again in 2001? And my question to that is, will he play again this season? Uh, you guys know how I feel about it. I'm, I'm pretty open that I think his time's nearly nearly done. I think uh, the young guys come in on the back line there really put some fresh legs in and some good run into the back line. My big thing has always been with Jets, and I've been pretty open about this, is that, yeah, great kick, best kick in the competition without a doubt, but he can't defend. Yeah, his defensive side uh, lets him down a bit, and that's why he's out of the side, but he's he's in form, Simo said, and, you know, he's there if, if needed. Um, and again, it's going to come down to list sizes, and that'll dictate who stays on, who goes, and whatever. Yes, sadly, like, I'm a huge fan of Jets, but yeah. we talk about it almost weekly with the Duggan, the Nelson and Cole, our three young small defenders are just in such good form they're not going to get dropped that's why he's not getting a game there's nothing no other reason other than the fact his replacements that come in are playing such good footy you can't drop one so it's one of those cases where I actually can't see him coming in again this season unless there's an injury and you you mentioned was it the way I know you Stirring a bit on the wing, but a couple other people did too. But yeah. I think his days on the wing are done. Yeah, his days are done. He'll do a hammy as soon as he runs out there. Yeah. We got a uh, one from uh, one of our mate cloggers on Eagle Nation Facebook, but that's about the hub. So we won't answer that one this week. We'll answer that when it happens because it will happen. Just when. Um, Benji Mills off uh, TNG. Uh, which Eagle would you like to see debut next? I think it's a unanimous that was all Bailey Williams, Bailey isn't it? Williams, yeah. Bailey, well, I'm, I, getting a run. I'm going to throw someone else out there, uh, mainly because Alan's playing so good as that pinching ruck. I really like O'Neill. He's kicking. Xavier O'Neill? Yes, I believe so. I, they tout his kick as good as Jets, who we just touched on then. He's an elite kick, and that's why we, we picked him. Um, but again, it's one of those things where... These no one's going to get a chance unless there's an injury, and you don't want injuries. Yeah. But if we do elect to rest players if they have another month of all these games squashed together, then maybe a mid mids will get rested and it gives the young kid a chance. Mm. Um, Jessica Rosemary on the Next Generation Media page, uh, basically she's. Uh, I'm going to brief this question. Um, a lot of undisciplined acts with Eagles in the few weeks. Um, is that is there a reason for it? And she's also asked, with Jets and Hearn at the end of the year, who's going to be our next uh, kick designated kicker? In? Oh, well, first of all, great question. Um, yeah, I think for so long in the AFL, you got you got away these little jabs, these little hits, these little jumper punches. The AFL stamping that out for yeah. 12 months, and they've been very vocal about saying that. So, yeah, I agree. They need to pull their head in. It's not these malicious 
big things, but there's basically zero tolerance with it now, and they need to come to terms with that. As far as the next kick in, um, I honestly believe that Hearn's going around again. So I think it'll be two years. I think Sally Jets might not. Well, get to me, it's Nelson. Uh, Nelson, I, I think he's already Shep over it. it. Shep's disposal efficiency has been great, but I think Hearn's going to stay purely for yeah. that reason. He might not get the numbers he has in the past, but his kickings are brilliant. Well, Nelson's already doing kickings, so he'd probably be the next. Yeah, he's, he's doing Jetta and, and Liam, Duggan. Liam Duggan does a few as well. And know. I think they rotate it. Um, <laughs> depends on who's on. You just brief, we, well, we briefly talked about undisciplined acts, and I was going to put this in under the pump, but. I'm not going to put the under pump um, segment up. The tribunal and the MRO, um, like I said, they're cracking down on everything. But you don't crack down on, and I know it's because he's from our team, but the Elliot Yo one, that that was just a waste of friggin' time, yeah. even being cited. Now, Christian, I know you got a hard job, but if you haven't got conclusive evidence, straight away, in any court... It's going to get chucked out. And you had Gleeson. Um, what did he say? Um, the counsel, Jeff Gleeson, argued Yo's assertion that Will's head jolted back, anticipating contact was wrong and the strike was inherently dangerous. That's if it hit, but it didn't hit the head. And I'm glad Joe turned around and goes, well, it's, that's your opinion, but I didn't hit him. Hmm. And simple as that. And it got thrown out. I, w- I was actually... Uh, when it first happened, I thought they've got vision here that uh, Pies player said something or an umpire said it. Then I was actually reading the blog on the pure basis I wanted to see if he was going to get away. Yep. Get away, that's the wrong word. Get off from it. Yep. And um, I was, it was an embarrassing thing to read. It was, they had no evidence, no umpires coming forward, no players were coming forward about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a still frame shot, and he goes, Where have you hit him here? And Yo looked at him weird and was just like, you know, chest. And he goes... Yeah, but chest. But but yeah, he goes, it's in the chest. And his reply was similar to that comment. Well, his head moved. And he said the same thing. Well, his head moved, yeah, but how do you not know that wasn't to avoid a blow or something? You know, that's not reason. And on 360, they actually showed another angle of it close up. And it showed it was the chest and, like, the fingertips kind of... Yeah, he hit the jaw. Chin. And that's what Ryan Things Daniels had put on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm saying, unless you've got conclusive evidence, that, that's just wasting yeah. Gleason's time, um, David Grace QCL time, Yo's time, the AFL's time. And that was a joke, listening to their mm. defence trying to get him, you know, done for a week. Uh, that was pathetic. And it was good to see that the jury, which is Wayne Henwood, XWA, Stephen Jurica, and David Neitz also said they weren't satisfied that he hid. And she got a thousand bucks for the palm palm punch into the. Did he? Yeah, he got a thousand dollars. It was fifteen. It was fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred, but reduced uh, they the reduced it down. To, yeah. and, and like to me, I just can't believe that was done because mm-hmm. what about uh, it was Taylor Adams, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. What about all the hits that he was doing to, mm. you know, they might not have been his force, but he was still hitting him. See, that yeah. that's the he thing. He was hitting him with a palm. I think he went down it was, for a bit of a free yeah, kick. Of course he did. I think he, I actually think it went, because it was open hand, but she did. And it was, it was it forced, like, it? It's not the wind down, but yeah, I do agree. Um, but it gets back to the point where they're just cracking down on any hit. So, yeah, it was open palm, so that's why he's not getting suspended, but they don't want that in the game anymore. Nah. So well, that's why they find him saying, no, that, even that's not acceptable. Well, I didn't even see Aussies last week, to be honest. I, I went back to that game no, and had a look. Oh, I, I, don't don't see, see it. I don't see half of them, and no. that's why I'm, And when I saw that, yeah, one, as soon as I saw it and I saw the vision, 
And the first time I saw it was when Ryan Daniels put on Twitter and I went, oh, well, he's got nothing to answer. Tinfoil hat time. Are they trying to make money the fact that they're oh. in dire straits because of COVID right now? Could they're be. just fine for him. Hawkins got off as well. He got he off. off. He's got off. Yeah. Like, That's a joke. You're kidding me. He's got off this afternoon. I said that we just... Be, just I said that before we come on air. I he's said... Unbelievable. Um, I wonder if they can test it because he'll probably get off and he's got off. It was intentional. It was high. But they low impact. That's exactly what that was. Oh, well. How, that, that baffles me how he got off. Oh, I'm glad in a way that he's off because then they don't have the excuses. No Hawkins, no Webblet. But we'll talk about that in the final siren. I mean, in the bounce down. So let's get on to the final siren now and talk about Collingwood and Eagles. It's the final siren. All right, Collingwood led by 20 points late in the first term, but the match was turned on its head when West Coast Eagles booted 17 of the next 18 goals on the way to an 18-3, victory in front of 25,000 fans. Um, as we know, Kennedy kicked seven, and that, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, The rest said it. You, you just said it. At one stage, they were 20 points up. So that's an 86-point turnaround. That is embarrassing. And it just... We mentioned it briefly last week. It it followed the same tale of their year. They're winning first quarters, and they're getting quite a big lead in there. And then they're almost deliberately trying to shut the game down or something. I what, don't get it. They're what, not winning the last three quarters, like, in any of their games. Before that game... Well, actually, with that game still, Collingwood are ranked first in first quarters. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they've kicked yeah. four to five goals every quarter. But after quarter time, they ranked 17th. 17th. Now, it was 16th, so they've they, gone down they've one like again. Like that last four years. So, yeah, unbelievable. Nathan Buckley said, oh, the Eagles found our soft underbelly bullshit. Mm. They worked their yeah, game plan out. Yeah. And they exploited it. And, well, let's talk about the Eagles players. Josh Kennedy, seven goals. He couldn't miss. Mm. And, you know, that doesn't... You know, week, last week he kicked four goals, four. But... You know, he was on fire. He, he, everything he touched went to gold. Um, you look at Nick Natanui. Now, we've said on a few different football forums, the only Ruckman that's beaten Gorn and Granny this year is Nick Natanui. That's what I find funny, because they're the two premiers. Like, you got Goldstein doing very well, but he's not held in such high calibre as those yeah. two. But whenever Nick Nat plays against them... He lowers their colours every time. So he's got to be in the All-Australian conversation this year. He won't because of his disposals around the ground. But I think just... And it's Vic Centric and they'll go Grundy. But his work with that ball as a ruckman... And as they say, if he thinks there's not an option, he'll just tap it forward and run onto it. He gets clearances as the ruckman because he knows if he taps it forward and he tackles, you know... Well, he I'd, won't even get that many times. He's just pressure around the ball. is just unbelievable. It wasn't just in the centre clearances. Is that stoppages as well. Both him and Grundy had 24 hit-outs each, right? And I didn't check out to see how many were to advantage. But just by looking, I counted 12 to advantage from Nick Nat. Okay, so... Now, that's... Sorry. Say your 50% of your hit-outs are to advantage. That's massive. That, that is, is a massive That win. is huge. But his advantage is a lot different to other advantage. But... That's the thing is, he's on limited game time. So they took the whole game's numbers. Grundy rucks predominantly about 80% of the time. Yeah. Nick Nat did 54%, and he posted the same numbers. But he was uh, impacted the scoreboard where Grundy didn't. He got clearances where Grundy didn't. And 
Grundy didn't beat him at say contested disposals either. You know what I mean? So it's just I think Grundy had two more disposals more than him. But worse but, disposal efficiency. Yeah. But like I said, he had no impact on the game, Grundy. No. And when you take Grundy out the game as like when we did in the grand final in 2018, take his influence out the ground, and that's one way of beating Collingwood. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be the I'll be the devil in the sea. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I still rate Nick number three behind the other two. I'm oh, look, sorry, I'm just I reckon that's consistently wise. his overall game. I, I'll agree with you. Consistently wise, those the other two are far superior than him around the ground. And you, you, you I know you're talking about this game, but and yeah, Nick was. Dominant was the dominant uh, Ruckman, but when you go on every other game too, the other guys are having the same domination against the other teams. So as Nick is, yeah, look, I, against all the other teams... I put Grundy first, Gorn second, Nick Grundy now. Grundy and Gorn are having the same domination but against all the other teams. That's as a that's a complete package. Nick Nat's downfall is around the ground, and no one shies away from that. But as a pure ruckman at your stoppages and clearances, I have Nick in front of them too. But around the ground, I wouldn't go that. I do because this year, this year his stats say that he is. Okay. Uh, at the centre bounces and stoppages, Nick's in front of them. Mm. Oh, yeah. The centre bounces and work around the grounds where they win. I but they're around the ground, uh, they, that's where they expose. This is a funny thing. This is where I love this conversation. If you were picking a squad and a team to win your premiership, you would go a Grundy, you would go a Gorn. But if you you'd were picking... As well. yeah, no, you wouldn't. No, would, no let, let me finish. Well. But if you were picking the one-off game, so, so it's a one-off game and you've got Grundy or Nick Nat to pick, in the one-off game that they're playing each other, who would you pick then? I'd put pick Nick Nat because I find he has a bigger impact than them but if you were picking say I'm a two the Ruckman. whole squad you I'm know, a two Ruckman man <laughs> yeah, two Ruckman man but would you agree with that way if you had Nick Nat and Grundy against each other mm. or you could swap Gorn with Grundy and it was just just for that one game oh, you would rather Nick Nat in his side because well look what he did on the weekend but then if it's not against Nick Nat they then do what Nick Nat did to them and they monstered opposition. If that makes sense. I think too who you got with you around yeah. in that midfield. Nick's got Shuey, Kelly, Yo, Gaff. I don't rate Trelaw in at Collingwood. I don't rate him more. Everyone well, raves about it. I do not rate the guy. Well he was the best player for Collingwood on the but weekend. He, but he doesn't get tagged. Really? He does not get tagged yeah. by any club. You know what? His it disposals and his efficiency and he was by far the best player. But, he does, but that says something he, about he's Collingwood. A, he's a he's a big kick getter. Yeah. But he doesn't get tagged because he doesn't He doesn't, he doesn't damage. He doesn't damage anyone. He's like a Clayton Oliver. He gets him back of centre. Mm. And that's I was gonna bring up Trelaw and I was gonna bring up Adams. They were their two leading disposal winners, but they were all back of centre. Yeah. And if they're gonna get their disposals back of centre, that whoever's playing them, if you get their midfielders get their disposals back of centre, you're gonna beat Collingwood and that's why they got beaten. See, I the only reason I don't rate Trelaw that highly is disposal efficiency because you know me always say bad yeah. kings bad footy but he had 35 disposals 30 disposals 34 disposals since coming back injured Yeah, he only had 22 and I found it was funny she played a lot on Adams and Trelaw so it was like we are putting them on their best players to try and curtail which usually Yo does you know what I mean but I found that was just a funny matchup that you watch the game yeah. Sheed was on Adams and Trelaw a lot of the lot of the time well like you said Trelaw he had 22 possessions and I didn't really know his efficiency but this is the lowest on the ground that's yeah. what I'm saying and his average is about second lowest my checks was worse he's a grab and kick he's, yeah. a, he's a grab and kick he very real and he does run with it he's got a bit of speed that's what I'm saying he reminds he does not 
he doesn't do. He reminds me of a Clayton Oliver because mm. Clayton Oliver is exactly the same player. He plays a fair bit of a back, back, back of centre, yeah. kick and kick and rush. But I, I, I really do hope now that people are see why we spent so much to get Tim Kelly. Yeah. Oh, how could they he, not? At that game, just this guy is just and, a, and absolute. I'm going to clearance work. I, I'm going to put it. Was outstanding. I'm going to put it this but way. Limited game time. That's yeah. he had a goal and thirty disposals, mm. and you're basically cutting an entire quarter Six out of clearances. the game. Mm. And this is what I'm going to say to people: Eagles fans, we all wanted him. We've tr- mm. tried for him for two years. As you know, well documented. I've tried for four years. Yeah, I've said it since he started, man. Even when he before he got injured at Waffle, Um, and people can look back on a lot of West Coast sites and they'll see me spreading this guy. Um, But people out there that aren't West Coast fans, oh, you've sold the farm. You've sold this. Well, we haven't sold the farm. We we picked up a player that's at twenty five years of age. He's got another six, seven years to go, and you're all expecting him to click straight away when you can't train as full as a team still. You only can train in groups of eight. Mm. And I don't give a shit if you're the best player in the comp. To, if you go on to a new team, it's going to take a couple of games before you start working things out. He's playing a different position than he played at the Cats. So to me, he's more damaging now the way he's playing. And you know, we're what, eight games in? Mm. I can't wait t- till we're looking at, say, four years down the track and then we'll see all these people who said we sold the farm for him. Disgruntled mm. people tend to be the loudest. Yep. But when that trade initially Free went through... Fans. <laughs> yeah, but when that trade initially went through, they did put a poll up. And majority of people were in favour of Eagles trade because they're not great picks. And I've said this when it happened. Usually for a top-tier midfielder, you've got to give up two top... 10 picks. They didn't get one and it doesn't look like they'll get one. And I've already we've already spoken yeah. in depth about the draft this year that's not going to be a great one. So I think looking at oh, it now, it's going I to think be it's good. a steal. I think it's There's a some great players, man. We gave him loose change. Yeah, yeah but it's hard to scout them. Oh. And there's 10, yeah, but there's 10 yeah, father-son no. academy picks yeah. gone from it too. Yeah. There's no under-18 carnival. It's interesting you saying this. Now, I heard a scout say on the, t- on the radio, well, uh, a very well-known scout, uh, on the radio saying this year's draft is not going to be as good as everyone thinks it's going to be yeah. because of of what's happened this year. Yeah. Well, because some guys, he's saying, this is a guy who's got his finger on the pulse, some guys have gone backwards. Yeah, well... And that, that, they're going to take a punt on them. It's yeah. going to be very... And this is what I said at yeah, the it's a big punt. This at the start but the there is a lot of talented players in this draft pool. The draft, I, I believe the draft, mm. and, and I'll, I'll still say this, I believe the draft should be put off for another 12 months. It won't. Because they they've basically said it won't. Until these kids can get play, back playing football. I reckon, you'll, I reckon you'll only have 50 picks in the draft, mm. but that's another story for another yeah. day. I reckon the good picks, though. What, my point with this year's draft is you're not guaranteed to get the best stars at 10. I think uh, oh. second round, third rounds, you might get a gem at that, mm. because it's going to be a lot of guesswork. No, I reckon your first 20, you're always going to get good players regardless. Oh, mate, even pick one has shown that's not true. Well, pick one this year is going to be a WA player. Oh, I just I'm telling general, you right now, and he is a Jet. Boyd, 
Patton, Watts, Denver, Cruiser. There's just De- countless number of picks. Denver, Granger, Brass will be number one. You heard it here first. What if the scouts are listening? You've just given it away. Well, we might lose it. He's got to be number one. Um, anyway. Should go on. Yeah. Should go on cousin, cousin rule. Yeah. yeah. And while we're talking on the draft, we did do good in the draft a couple of years back. Oscar Allen will never be dropped again. He is... He is... Oh, look, he's a breath of fresh air. He is... That kid there... To me, we've had a thing about captains, who's going to be the next captain and that. That guy's just a natural-born leader. And him and Waterman in that side are shown... Come up on a couple of TV shows. I can't remember which one they are, but Oscar Allen, Jake Waterman, Andrew Gaff, Nick Natnew and Brad Shepard, they are the five players that have been so hungry in the last Mm. three, four weeks... The reason is because they all missed out in a grand final. It goes deeper. And they won a grand final. Nelson and Kelly, you know, it goes deeper. Yeah, well, that's deeper. Nelson, Kelly, Cole, Cameron, uh, Waterman, Allen... They are so the young guys. Yeah. And, and people, so people are sitting there going, having a look. Oh, yeah, the Eagles this, but you just named off eight players mm. that weren't in the grand final. Yeah, and those young legs yeah. make you so I mean? much difference. And that's where injuries hit everyone, and that's just such a poor excuse for that display on the weekend by Pies. So you, you know, they've lost how well we didn't have guffs. That evens out straight away. You take Josh Kennedy, our best forward out. Well, you could say DeGaul is their best forward. So you take Josh Kennedy out then. Well, then we've got the Oscar Adams, we've got the Waters, we've got Bailey Williams who's have liked to play, you know. Yeah. We've got Darling up there. Even the midfield. You took our two best midfields out for the sake of discussion. Let's just say Yo and Shuey. You've got Kelly in there. You've still got Sheed in there. You've still got Gaff on the wing. You can bring in Hutch, you know. You've got Red and, mm. you know, that's not an excuse. You should have depth to yeah. win games. Well, we have got depth and let's just let's go through them. Gaff, 26 positions. Yo, 22. Shuey, 21. Nelson 19, Liam Ryan 15 plus a goal, Waterman 2 as we said, but they're all contributing and it's one soldier out, one soldier in. We won where we needed to. Had We had two less inside 50s, but we scored 26 shots from 35. Mm. Um, we had um, clearances. We won 32 to 24, but we won them both in the centre clearance and the stoppages. I, th- I thought too we went through the middle a lot more t- this week we did. than we had for a long time yep. and I reckon that made a massive difference and I think a lot of sides I've watched this year play and I st- I'm still not wrapped in the way, the way they've got the game going but teams that are running through the middle are winning games and are playing well it's funny though, that, but we did still st- switch though, didn't we? A lot of the times, it's just it opened up, and as soon as we yeah. saw that in the middle, we we attacked um, because I think two or three times we attacked through the middle was actually from us originally mm. switched, then we've carved it inside and just destroyed them. And when you got and if you look at the Coleman Medal race, uh, Papley's leading. Uh, Kennedy second, can't remember who's third. They're all smalls after that. Dixon. But there's uh, there's uh, Kennedy and Dixon, and then there's a lot of smalls. smalls. And then um, the reason, you know, there's a reason why Eagles played pretty good on the weekend because they kept all their tours deep, mm. and they had somewhere to run into. Now, if you've been watching the other games, the ones that have tour forwards, they don't do that. They do a chaos ball and let the small forwards uh, go to work. It was got the tallest forward line in the comp and it proved that you don't have to have small forwards like most of the teams are doing to win a game. I, this sounds very arrogant, but I don't think anyone has that many great 
tools. You know, Cox isn't playing now, so I'll keep it there. My check is okay. He's playing, playing good. He's but he's still on a rookie with three. But years. I wouldn't call him a tall. Well, he's not a small. <laughs> yeah, but he, and I, then he, Cox, you know, I find you got makeshift players yeah. that just get put in there because they're tall. Mm. But we or we named four. Yeah. You know, you chuck. We'll put Darling in as my check carries as a tall. Cox, Waterman, Oscar Allen. Well, they're we're, all good marks and they're all good kicks. Because we're talking about Cole, I mean, Collingwood, I thought they made a critical area not putting Mason Cox in the team. Nah, his form this year's been terrible. But it, it's not about his form. It, it made them... He, you can play a person in four. They got, I just don't consider... He's the only tour they got other than Reed. They had Darcy Cameron there. Yeah, Darcy Cameron's what? How many games old? Yeah, but yeah. he still kicked two goals. That's more yeah, than uh, Cox's. Yeah, but they kicking lately. You've got to give Collingwood a bit of due. Like Pendlebury. Well, he pulled out late. His influence yeah. is massive. Sidebottom's out. They've got well, about two or three others out as well. So, but you can even play who you can play. We had right. Gu- we had McGovern out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, who else did we I, say? I we said had this out? off camera. People forget off camera because <laughs> off ca- off mic. Sorry, people forget because of the circumstances surrounding it. But Willie Rioli's not playing it either. Yeah. You know, for you know, He's outside of anything, that's the same still side bottom. Different breaches of yep. the AFL, but they're both breaches. Mm. So people forget he's obviously in our best 22. He's obviously out as well. Yep. You know, he's almost like the forgotten man right now. But also, the best thing, and I made comment to you on the weekend, was it? And I emailed a comment about it, but it's the first time this season I've seen guys like Cripps, Cameron. Uh, not so much Liam, but he had a, he had a, you know he's had a sad week, but he had a really good game the other day. And darling, they put pressure on. We haven't had that from the small forwards all fair bit of the season. And I know you said Cripps didn't get a touch until about half time, but he did a lot of great pressure work. Yeah, and he really come. I think he got himself into a bit of form in that second half. Yeah, he, he ran himself into form, and he's known for his defensive pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he didn't get Kigar, and he would have been on the periphery this week. Yeah. Uh, look, we've talked a little bit about the game. We didn't really go into it in depth because it was it was one way traffic. It was training cones. Um, it all amounts to nothing if we don't back it up this week, and that's what we're going to talk about right now in Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. All right, the Eagles play Geelong this Saturday at Optus. Um, their third game back at Optus at 6.10pm. The last six times they met, it's free apiece, but we know you know, a couple of those games were blowouts and both ways. Mm. Yeah, but a lot of our losses, it's not skilled stadium. What is it? The Cattery, we'll call it that. I'll call it the Alphabet Stadium. They play so well we'll there because it's... Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is actually. But it's a very... It's a cold skinny, place, I'm yeah, telling you that. I don't think they've come to Perth and won many games. Um, and... I just... I'm so... I never feel like like feeling confident going in a footy match because on anyone's day, anyone can beat anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I'm year... I'm going in so confident in this game that we're going to make it five wins on the trot. Well, you just said anyone can win this year... And there's two games between first and twelfth, right? Yeah. If you lose, you can go from fifth where we are now down to tenth or eleventh if we lose, mm. depending on how much by. Um, so that's how volatile it is at the moment. I'm I'm getting off track here. I'm hoping to have a seventeen game season next year. I love it because mm. it keeps the season alive. You're playing each other once, and I just think it's a better system. That's the only thing I like about this season. I don't like the short quarters, but um, yeah, I'm just hoping next year it's 17, 
17 game season or 18 you play your rivalry twice no I, I, the more footy I can watch the better I, but you I get your finals yeah I don't know I'm just I just love it because at the moment anyone from anyone from the Giants up can still win the premiership mm. I feel though and it's a lot to do is because of this long break the younger teams come back more refreshed yep. from after the round one long mm. bye we'll call it each round there's been a different premiership favourite in the betting yeah it's unbelievable yeah. and that could change this week Four. if Geelong beat West Coast they'll become the they'll become the premiership oh, favourite Simo I don't know if you heard in the um, press, presser during the week and I was probably one of them he said um, he said to those guys he said oh uh, four weeks ago, we were, we're in crisis. Uh, we're, gonna, we're in crisis. Yeah. And this week, we're premiership favourites. You guys, you tell us how we're going. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, look, let's look at the West Coast injury list, and then we'll look at the Cats. Um, we got Watson out for twelve months. McGovern is a test. It was a fractured thumb. Yeah. I still doubt that very much. I think it's something else. In the game against Freo, he he was ginger. In the last five minutes of the game, he couldn't run. He did twist his ankle. He, he could not run. So I, I don't know if it's something different. Shuey, he dislocated his finger. It wasn't a broken finger like they first said. So they're pretty sure he'll come up. Jones is still out in a hammy. Hutchins, he's still another two weeks away. Mitch O'Neill, I think he's back at the club last week. He's out for the season anyway with his back, but they said it is better. And Venables, we know, is out for the season. And Rioli, well, he's out for probably two seasons. That answers the question that wanted to be done. Um, Geelong. Um, well, look, they've got Soward out, Ablett out, Dowhouse, he's a test. Hawkins is in now, seeing he got the peel. Reece Stanley's out, and Josh Jenkins out. Mm. Now, I'd love to. I, I want to see Eagles play Geelong at their best, but we're not going to see that. So there's always going to be these doubters. But you only can beat who you can play. They've still got a lot of good players. They've got Guffrey, Duncan, Menegola, Dangerfield, Bivlak, Stewart, Taylor, Brian Myers, Parfit, Rowan. Yeah, they got a good. They got a good team. And uh, Selwood's still a chance to play. Apparently, I heard he's having a test. He's, uh, he's why are we, this is. All right, I'm going to go off topic here. They've got to go back to Queensland after this game. Why would you... Uh, if it was me, why would... And they've got to play five games in 20 days or four games in 20 days, why would you play Selwood? Don't know. Yeah, in a season like this, you wouldn't rush players. Uh, you know, if it was a normal season and it was seven-day break, six-day breaks, cool. I'd, I'd be very surprised if they rushed Ablett back... Um, Soured back in mm. I'd be very surprised But on the flip side The same thing I feel with Gov though What you just said If he's not 100% Gov mm. Rest him We've oh, yeah. got Barass And we've got Hearn and Chep That play taller You know Rotham's a medium sized defender well, let, And let, it's let, only really Hawkins down there Especially yeah. with Jenkins out And the uh, Stanley out Is it as simple as If Gov is in Rotham's out Yeah I would so think so. Straight swap I would yep. say. Yeah I, I don't think that, Other than that I don't think Any other changes I cannot see Any other changes Happening Ainsworth, this is my question to you. He, he's, he's been serviceable. He hasn't been flash, hasn't been bad. Um, you wouldn't bring in somebody with a bit more flair or you just keep him, back him in? Who would you bring in? Well, that's my question I'm asking you guys. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to bring in Brayshaw yeah. and give him a shot. He'd be about the only one. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I know you're weird. And, and as Dan said at the top of the show, uh, Xavier Neal. Yeah. And his kicking skills are elite. I suppose the only problem you're having with these guys to bring in is that how much, how much match simulation are they getting midweek, 
and the week before. I know over in the east we were playing reserve. We we're playing. We're, we're playing that. We're still doing that here. We're still doing that here. Yep. We are. We, we had yep. a hit out with Collingwood we had, again. We're yeah. still doing it here. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't get reported as no. much. I, the reason why I say it is because look, Ainsworth. We've seen what he's got. If they're going to go to list changes, whatever they are, list cuts, and you got the condensed season. People say we got a buy. We haven't got a buy. It's a fake buy. Mm. We're playing next weekend. But it says we got to buy, but we're still playing next weekend. It's a pile of shit. It's just the way we got the games overwards. Mm. We've we actually got a game in seven days' time, so it's a fake buy. Do you, if you're compressing the season, you've got to give a couple of these guys a go to see what they're made of. Well, could you bring could you bring in Bailey Williams and play um, if Gov's not playing and play Oscar at centre half back? Or I, I, I wouldn't do that because no. uh, why why flirt with good form? Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? he's kicking goals, so I'll keep four too. But I wouldn't mind that being a revolving door position, Ainsworth, just to that one play just get through. But it won't. They'll bring in a soldier. It'll be Archie. Mm. If if Ainsworth goes out, it'll be a soldier that's had a few runs on the board and they know he can impact immediately. But I do want to see, and I do. That's why I'm glad Ainsworth has got a game. I want to blood these kids. Just get a few games into them, you know. And I tend to, to a lesser degree because they're actually contributing very well. But it's like the Waterman Allen thing, where we've said several times I've been very strong. Don't drop them for the rest of the year. I, I, t- I tend to agree because if the Eagles can bank as many wins as home as possible, mm. it's going to work for them at the end of the season. And now we've talked off air. We don't know how many um, games we need to win to get in the top two. But if we get top two, we don't know if we're going to get a home final yet. Yeah. They must see something in Ainsworth, though, because they are... Simo they, uh, made the fact that he's worked so hard to get into the team. So he's obviously putting the work in, and they've obviously seen an improvement somewhere to get him in. I, look, I, I, I've always liked him. I liked him at Subi, and I, I, I just think he's never had a go. And I think... I'd still like to see him in there and having a go because he's in a position where it's hard. You've got you got Redden, you've got Sheed, you've got Shuey, you've got Yo, you've got Kelly, uh, you've got Gaff, uh, you've got Cameron Cripps, you've got all these guys. I, I just like I, I just like to see him give another go because he's to me left footers have that little special little bit of extra ability in there. I hate left footers. Mm. <laughs> I, I, it throws the opposition off a lot, so I like to have a couple in there. Mm. Um, you know, there's just, more left. So good. You know, there's more depth. left footers playing AFL than there ever was. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That's a useless bit of trivia out there that we chuck in. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, now I'm off track. What we were talking about? Yeah, see, see, it's funny because you you mentioned briefly finals there. I just honestly think over the next month things can change. There's already now cases where they've gone out in public in Queensland. New South Wales is now shut. You cannot... Queensland's even shut off New South Wales. doesn't exist. A month ago, we were talking about the final being at Telstra Stadium, you know, the the horrible stadium in New Mm. South Wales. That's shut now. So in three weeks' time, it could be vastly different. Uh, There's a court case to open up WA's borders, which might be successful. There's also a lot of talk about a bubble with South Australia, Northern Territory and Perth. So mm. South Australia's already allowed that. Yeah. We In three weeks' time, we might allow the same. So oh. the finals race is still open. Yeah. yeah. Well, Queensland's had a school closed down today. For yeah, me. we were just talking about off yeah, the air. Yeah, that was the linked three cases. And one was a childcare worker. 
Mm. And the other one um, worked at another school, I believe. So. All right, let's get back to the game. Where are we going to win this game against Geelong? Because, like I said, they've got some good players still there to play. There's only basically two or three yeah, out, we really. We always win it. We always win a game. It's one spot. Number one spot is the midfield. Yeah. That's where you've got to win it. I'm got to very... get it out there and get it to the... When it's 6v6, you need, like we did last week, how many times did we get it out of that middle from Kelly and Shuey straight into the guts of the, our forwards? And I think this is another game where Nick Nat might have a bit of a field day. Yeah. yeah. I, I, because Radicatalia, Rad- whatever his name is, he's pretty good and he'll jump into Nick. But around this is where I reckon Nick, he'll have one of his best games. Yeah, I, I agree. I usually pick backs and forwards, but I find if, if our midfield... Uh, is uh, consistent and has an even contribution like they did on the weekend. Mm. I think it's definitely going to be one. And I just hope with Ablett out, Salwood out, I hope they just lock down on Dangerfield mm. because, yes, they do have other players, but then you, you've locked down on their stars, you yeah. know? And if they go defensive on one of our players, mm. then it opens the door. You're not going to have enough attacking players then to win, kick a winning score. Yeah. Well, young Sarong from Fremantle got the rising star this week and he played on Dangerfield. Held him to 18 possessions. They reckon he did a fantastic job on him. So. Um, I think their match winner is Menangola. Uh, yeah, very This year. Very underrated. This year, he's been one of their best players by a long shot, I reckon. Um, and, you know, like, like I said, he... Well, to me, I would like to take him out of the game more than Dangerfield. Yeah, another great mature age recruit who got cut from a list, went back to Subiaco, and then Geelong picked him up. Hasn't looked back since. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Um, To me, Dangerfield, he gets a lot of the ball, but he's one of the worst kickers at goals. Mm -hmm. If you have a look at his kicking at goal. Yeah, but if... If you tag him out the game, Menegola is going to have to carry that side. And that's what I want. Yeah. I don't think he can carry that side like Dangerfield. Says, you know, jump on my shoulders, I'll get us across the line. Um, and it allows our guns, because they tagged Shuey. They, they focused more on Shuey and Yo on the weekend. Yep. And that's why Kelly had a blinder. Mm. So and that's why I reckon... I'm interested to see what the yeah. matchups will be this week, because they can't tag any everyone in yeah. such a consistent and even form. I think they'll tag Kelly because they know I think they'll, they'll, yeah, I reckon they know what he's like. So that was my next question. You picked my brain there. Will they put a lot of work into Kelly? I think they will. I reckon they'll yeah, pick they Kelly. They don't like ex-players uh, or, dominating a game against them. Or will Simo do a coaching move and leave Kelly forward? I don't think nah, so. Nah, nah. No. When you've got Yo, Shuey and Kelly and Nick Nat. Mm. And, uh, and Gaff, uh, you're the yeah. one that said, no, it was you was that said he's going to dominate this week. I agree too. Yeah. Whenever you don't have a legit Ruckman against Nick Nat, he just picks players out. And yeah. you watch when it when it's like that, they're going to give away a lot of free kicks holding our, our midfields. Mm. So Shuey, Kelly and Yo, you watch, will get... So many free kicks from them holding on, not letting them run through that pack real quick, knowing that Nick Nat's going to tap it to them. So they'll have a defensive mind frame and we'll get a lot of free kicks from that. All right. Before we get to the end of the show, uh, last week, uh, Wayne was proven wrong. Kiss of death. death. (laughs) So, um, winner and margin, boys. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like Collingwood game. Mm. Uh, 20, uh, 22 to 30, I reckon that's a good score. Did I say it was a blowout winning? last week? You said you, you said a blowout, but 30 points. It is a blowout nowadays, though, isn't <laughs> yeah. it, really? But, yeah. So that was the Eagles winning? Yeah, Eagles winning. I'm asked Eagles by 15. I'm not going to go the other way this week. Well, I'm yeah. going to be the kiss of death this week. Mm. 
No, I'm not. <laughs> if, if Eagles cannot win, if, if Eagles cannot win this game, there's something fucking wrong after yeah. that showing, and it proves that was just one out of the box. It was one of the best wins I've ever seen against Collingwood. Um, let's hope the Eagles can do it because if they can go to uh, the GWS game, which is round 13, if we can go there with all wins, we're going to be playing finals and we get another um, tilt at the grand final. My question to you. Is this, and you've got to keep it as brief as possible. If Eagles do not win the Premiership in the next two years, will Simo still be the coach in 2022 or 2023? I don't see why he wouldn't be unless he wanted to go back to North Melbourne. Because the only reason I ask that is Clarkson's out of contract then. Mm. And if the Eagles don't get that success, would they, you know, the Eagles, they chase success. They're not going to sit there, you know what I mean? Clarkson won't leave Melbourne, I can tell you that yeah. right now. And, uh, not leave Melbourne. That's just a hypothetical anyway. Yeah, I, I, not, not at all. He's the highest win rate, uh, loss rate out of any coach uh, that's ever coached the Eagles. Yeah. He's made two grand finals and won a premiership. I don't think you would cut him to his. I reckon if we were to bottom out again, I reckon that would give him the chance to rebuild. That's how highly I rate him. Mm. Well, he's built the team to it yeah. now. Yeah, so. and it's great. Uh, and we know what the slogan is: friends, family, flags. And what was the next one? It was an, and finals. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, all right, guys, um, we'll put this out like we usually do every week on uh, multitude of po- uh, podcast platforms. Get it out. Um, join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we will probably do a smaller segment with the finals, uh, the bounce down thing again like we did last week. Got a few people listening to it on the way to the footy. So uh, until next week, enjoy, guys. Well done. See you, boys. Catch ya. Yeah.